Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. Hey, it's 1140 The Bet, 985 The Fan HD2, the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you're getting us. It's time to get inside this Raiders Chiefs Monday night football game. And joining us now, NFL national writer for Bleacher Report, covers the Raiders for Sports Not. Of course, he's a part of the Odyssey family with the Odyssey original podcast, Silver and Black Today. And since it is your second time joining us, good sir, I think we can officially call you a friend of the show, Mo Moen. Yes. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Uh, friend of the show now. Hopefully it stays that way. You hear my food takes because uh, the Twitterverse doesn't really like what I have to say when it comes to my taste buds. So, uh, okay. So, hopefully that right. sticks. So, hold on. <laughs> We're going to get to that in one second. And you know me, I'm down for food conversation always. But first and foremost, uh, I just said it, Silver and Black Today, the Odyssey original podcast. You are the co-host. Your co-host is Scott Branson. So, as we start this off, there's a little bit of tension in my last interview with Scott, and I want to get your perspective. Do you also strangely hate the WNBA as well? I don't. I actually, I we had, me and Scott, Scott and I go back and forth on this. I actually have family members who are very much into the WNBA. They're not in the WNBA, but they're very much fans. Go to the games, go to the Liberty games. Scott dunks on the WNBA at the beginning of some shows, and I just kind of sit there like, I'm not as down on the WNBA as he is. Um, I understand his perspective, although I would disagree with him. And I would say the WNBA is, is a fun thing to watch if, if that's your thing. Apparently it's not his. Which is but, basketball, just for right, the record. Which, right. And also, Scott's not here. So I'm not trying to beat him up because he can't defend himself. <laughs> We're not doing that. I just wanted to get your perspective. Because it was yeah. it was a little strange last week when he was just like, out or a mark davis was distracted i was like no he's actually the owner it's not a distraction like this is a professional team he also owns but so you don't hate the WNBA. we can get you on the record no i don't i'm not gonna say i watch all the games but i i'm not in the camp of oh the WNBA is a waste of time all right mo a a man a man with 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 taste and perspective by the way the liberty kind of fire they should be good next year but from the WNBA, let's get down to why we really have you here, which is food. So out of curiosity, <laughs> um, where does Chick-fil-A breakfast rank in your breakfast power rankings? 
Wow, breakfast power rankings. It would be very high because I'm a big fan of Chick-fil-A. Not a not a big in and out guy. I will admit I haven't had a lot of in and out, but when I kind of overrated. Said so when overrated. I said, when I said in and out was kind of mid when I did have it, Twitter kind of had a fit with me. Uh like I said, I am a Chick-fil-A guy. Uh Chick-fil-A was became popular in New York City out here maybe a few years ago. So it's still relatively new out here, but once it got here and I and I had but I actually had it when I was in South Carolina for the first time with my family. So once it got here, I knew I was going to be Oh, it's it different it in the South, too. Yeah, like it's definitely South, different. Yes. The honey just tastes yes. better. Also, yes. since we you did bring up In-N-Out, here's the deal. Uh, In-N-Out, the burger itself is fantastic. For the price, for the value, you can't beat it. Fries, though, throw them in the recycle bin of life, which would actually be a garbage <laughs> can or an actual recycle bin. The fries are disgusting. For the price, you can't beat it. Because in perspective, like to me, I really enjoy Five Guys burgers. But at the same time, you're going to five guys and you're paying like 20 bucks for a meal just for yourself. They're kind of pricey. Yeah. So you yeah. the value and in and out. But all this like we're waiting outside the street and causing accidents and causing traffic because everyone's waiting in line. Like Not you guys really got to yeah, you, you got to get it together. And so you are in New York, which leads me to my next question. Uh, what are your thoughts on basically baseball trying to whitewash Barry Bonds with all this Aaron <laughs> Judge crap? Oh, man, that that's a loaded question right there. Look. Now, we all know most people would think Barry Bonds enhanced himself during the time he was hitting all those home runs and people would say Aaron Judge is clean. We all now who knows? I'll say who knows. I, I can't prove or disprove anything. But does it matter? What what, what does what matter exactly? Does it matter whatever Barry Bonds was doing? Like, do we do we really care? Are we gonna go to the grave like oh, juicy, juicy? I won't I I won't, but I will say the older crowd. I just from my experience, because I have a lot of obviously Mets and Yankees fans that I know. And even the Met fans are saying, you know, they're touting Aaron Judge over Barry Bonds. They're trying to forget Barry Bonds and say, oh, Aaron Judge is the clean one. Barry Bonds is filthy, dirty. Let's forget that and hold up Aaron Judge. I would say, look, it, I can't, again, I can't approve or disprove what happened, what these guys are doing. So I will say, congratulations to Aaron Judge. Barry Bonds did what he did. But right now, I'll celebrate Aaron Judge since he did hit 62 last night. I did also kind of put you in an awkward position because I know as soon as I said Barry Bonds, you looked around because you're in New York <laughs> and neighbors are like, what'd you say? What'd yeah. you say? Yo, you, you know, better be careful. Yeah, I, I can't be too loud. I can't be too loud. I, I, got Yankee, I got neighbors fans who are Yankee fans, so I can't be too loud with, with my praise for Barry Bonds if I had any. Um, uh, let, let's move on to Tom Brady and his personal life. Look, I don't want to go too deep into it, but do you think it's actually going to have or more of an effect, I should say, uh, in this Buccaneer season and how they're going to how everything's going to play out for the team? It's funny you ask that because I had a I had a betting column that came out today and, you know, we're picking against the spread and the Buccaneers are favored by nine points. And I'm not going to write this in the column, but in the back of my head, I'm thinking, OK, Tom Brady, shoulder injury, finger injury going through some marital issues, divorce lawyers involved, you know, could the Buccaneers offense suffer because of his off the field issues? The offensive answer, line isn't as good. I mean, the team right. also isn't what but it to, was. But to, but to answer your question, I know a lot of people may not believe this because Tom Brady is playing until he's 45, but he is human and he does have emotions and feelings. And I would assume that this is weighing on him, his family, you know, so to speak, now I want to say breaking apart, but there are some issues, there's some fissures there. You got to believe that as even though football players like to say, once I'm on the field, I'm able to zero in and kind of compartmentalize what I'm 
doing and take off, you know, all the off field stuff and focus. But again, he is human. Uh, kids are involved. Wife is involved. A lot going on. So I would say, to answer your question, the short answer, I would say, yes, this is probably going to affect the season. Not to the point where the Bucks are not winning that division, because to me, the division isn't very good. I know people are trying to talk up the Falcons. I'm not buying the Falcons. No offense to Marcus Mariota, but he's injury prone. And eventually you're going to see Desmond Ritter play. So the Falcons are going to kind of drop off. The Saints have had a slow start. Jameis Winston has multiple fractures in his back. They got Andy Dalton starting. I mean, that division is bad. So even with his issues, the Buccaneers should, should still cruise to a division title in the NFC South. And, and let's stop messing around. Let's get into our three-point stance of getting the football, um, like on, on the field things. So last yesterday when the news broke that Blake, Bro- Blake Bortles was retiring, um, how were you affected when you heard the news? And what were your first thoughts? I was sad because I thought about that. Too, well, it was the 2017 AFC Championship game where he almost – Almost beat Tom Brady and the Patriots, and you they think beat the Steelers, you beat Tom right? <laughs> you, you you think about how far the Jaguars and Blake Bortles fell after losing that AFC Championship game. You just think what could have been if he had gotten to the Super Bowl and actually won one. Now, I will say Blake Bortles is probably one of the best mid-tier quarterbacks I've watched in my lifetime. Mid-tier, no, crazy. yeah, no, no, no offense to Gardner Minshew, who I still like. I still think Minshew should be a starter in this league, but uh, Blake Bortles, salute to you. A uh, pretty mid-tier, decent career. I uh, wish you had gone to a Super Bowl at least. Didn't happen. But again, salute to Blake Bortles and his retirement. Man, Brian Hoyer is listening to this. Pissed, <laughs> pissed off. Um, and I know, uh, like we said here at the beginning of the interview, uh, you can find your work on Sports Night where you cover the Raiders. And the Raiders' latest edition, Blake Martinez, linebacker, obviously Denzel Perryman dealing with concussion issues, a lot of concussion issues for the Raiders throughout this season so far. Um, but just for those who haven't read the column and those that are watching and listening now, um, what impact do you think and, and what does Blake bring to the team and to the defense for the Raiders? He's exactly what you're going to – he's exactly the, I want to say, carbon copy of Denzel Perriman. But just like if you think of Denzel Perriman as a leader on the football field and a tackling machine, that's what Blake Bortles brings. I believe he had four consecutive seasons, 144 tackles. Everyone could see that he's a two down linebacker, not much in coverage. He's not going to cover Travis Kelsey. Don't so please don't expect that on Monday night football, but what he can do is get that defensive line because when you're out there with a chiefs offense, you're playing chess with Andy Reid and Eric, the and you need a middle linebacker who knows what's going on and can diagnose plays pretty quickly. And that's what you have in Blake Bortles because no offense to the Blake Martinez. Diablo. Blake Martinez. Blake, sorry. He's on Blake the Martinez. He's, he's on the is still on mind. Exactly. <laughs> Blake Martinez. Burles is not going to be playing middle linebacker, people. Scratch that. But yes, Martinez being out there in the middle of that defense is going to help them get a line and play that chess game with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes because those two, that pair together, they've been gashing defenses for years. And you need your defense to be on point when you get on the field in the bright lights of Monday Night Football. So Blake Martinez, if he has to play, can fill that role in the middle and get those guys aligned and get those guys in the right spots to make plays. And obviously Raiders just finally got their first win of the season. Not anything anyone expected in the first month of the new regime. And I think I called the Broncos, the the Raiders went over the Broncos. To me, it was the Josh Jacobs game. Uh, I think he had 33 carries, 175 yards, two touchdowns, um, which has led to a lot of conversation this week because even even in the Tennessee game, it was odd. I think he only had 13 rushes, but he had around 80 yards. And he was really, he's really been working his ass off throughout this season, which 
going into it, I know that we talked about it, that that running back room was crowded. Brandon Bolden, the new pickup, uh, Zamir White that they drafted. So with this performance, do you think there's any regret with the Raiders not picking up that fifth year option? And also, what do you if this goes on the path that it is where he's having a very successful season? Um, do you think this changes anything in terms of the Raiders maybe trying to sign him and now having to compete with the rest of the league going like, yo, this is a premier running back? I don't think this is, there's any regret. Josh McDaniels has a history or track record of mixing running backs in and out. So I, I just think he just didn't want to pay what the fifth year option would have been for Josh Jacobs. I don't know, eight to 10 million somewhere in that neighborhood, yeah. but I, but he, he switches out running back. So I, I don't think they regret that because of the money. Now, as far as the player is concerned, if he continues to play at this level, of course, I think they're going to approach him about trying to come back. But I think it all depends on what Josh Jacobs wants. Does he want to go get the bag and get the most he can get at his age and say, okay, this second contract is probably my last time getting a big contract. I'll go to wherever pays me the most money. Now, if he if it's not about the money for him and he just says, look, the Raiders went, I don't know, 10 and 7, 11 and 6. I know that seems hard to believe right now, but it's still possible. They go 10 and 7, 11 and 6 and go to the playoffs and he goes, look, I want to stay with a playoff team and continue to build what we have. I think it's all up to him, but I think he would have to take less money because I'm sure other teams will be willing to pay him a lot more. Uh, I will say this, that before the season started, I said, regardless of what happens, I think Josh Jacobs won't will go somewhere else. He won't be a Raider because let's say he runs for 1,200 yards this year. He's going to command a lot of money, and the Raiders probably not going to want to pay that. So normal guys, they play, they pay this all season. If he underperforms and the Raiders go, well, we can replace him. We, we drafted Zamir White. We can get, we can draft another running back in the third or fourth round. We can sign a, a cheap free agent running back who's going to cost us a lot less than Jacobs and still get 80% of the production. So I think either way, I just don't see Josh Jacobs back in Las Vegas unless he's willing to take a significant pay cut to stay.